Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Pudding Boys. Pudding Boys. Pudding Boys. Pudding Boys. Podcast. to the Pudding Boys, the podcast about everything and nothing, every week. <laughs> oh god, that's staying in. <laughs> I was about to chastise you for the lack of energy after the big week we've had. Every week. Uh, every week is a big week when you're a Pudding Boy. <laughs> when you're Jonathan Watts. We've got special we ramble. Guest. On something nerdy, review and rate a classic album in Numbers of the Beast, and finally discuss and sample a pudding from around the globe in Pudding of the Week. I'm Bloor. I'm Nawa. <laughs> and we are the Pudding Boys. Look, it's very fucking hot. That's why I'm not high energy. How are you not high energy? How is the I'm adrenaline trying. not coursing through you after Friday night? That it sounds. <laughs> Let's qualify that slightly. I'm trying to make sure that my um, enunciation's good. I'm still working on yeah, it. Yeah, you're smashing it this week. Your renunciation is wicked. <laughs> I, Pow. That's somehow, that's offensive. I bet you're oh, going yeah. to get I'm in trouble to get for cancelled. that. Uh, yeah, so high energy from Friday. Why would I have high energy from Friday as I wiggle this mic stand? Well, when you're finished interrupting and banging about, yep. you know, we'll tell the guys how we felt the need. The need for speed. <laughs> We went to see Top Gun Maverick. We had a boys' night out. We did have a boys' night out. We had a boys' night out. I don't remember two of the boys' names, but they were very nice boys. I've met. I think we met them at Ryan Stag. And did I've we? Yeah. The night was. The night must have come we, across very rude. The, the, it was the Stag where. Well, we, we were where the pudding boys was. Yeah, but we formed. were obliterated at that point. Yeah, yeah. Any night that ends with you screaming pudding boys and ramming donuts in your mouth <laughs> in your gullet. Yeah. So we went to see Top Gun Maverick. Why did we go so late? I know why I went so late. Well, heat's a big factor, isn't it, more than anything? Cause well, heat in cinema... Heat shouldn't have been a problem. No, but it was, because <laughs> On their... the hottest area so far... Yeah, their aircon air had broken. It, oh, you could tell it was going to be fucking shocking when you walked in and it blasted you. I feel so bad for the two people working there. I felt bad for anyone that was wearing trousers in that room. Yeah, especially Anyone if they were wearing jeans. Anyone that dumped up and wore black jeans rather than comfortable, comfortable shorts. Do you know what I did? I knew that we were going to go for McDonald's beforehand and I would have a drink and then I was going to have a Tango Ice Blast in the cinema and the only shorts I own are quite light-coloured and there's always that risk that a bit of pee, a bit of pee will go on that and everyone's going to see the bit of pee on me and... I didn't want that to happen, so what I changed you, into What jeans. you've got to do at that point is really lean in, wash your hands, but then vigorously <laughs> shake them next to your shorts. Yeah, and pat like, your I, hands off I, on your sides. I can't windmill my dick while I'm pissing, so like, it's got to be my hands. Yeah. Mask it, the pee. Mask the pee. So it was hot in the cinema, but the, the reason why I went you were late getting is... getting something else. Yeah, I don't go to the cinema often because I do get very angry at other people. There's no... It, 
How many times are you going to drop things and bang the mic stunt? <laughs> bang the mic stunt. <laughs> the um, mm. yeah. Um, so I, I end up yelling at people in the cinema because they're they're either eating too loudly, they're on their phone, or something, or they're sitting near me. Yeah, I I would much rather in ninety nine point nine percent of circumstances, but pay the same amount of money to watch it on my telly at yeah, home. But Top Gun Maverick in the cinema was very good. Planes off an aircraft carrier, you need a big screen. They weigh Those carriers weigh 110,000 tonnes. Or they displace 110,000 tonnes. <laughs> Let's paint the picture of the evening. So first things first. So, so you got, got in the car. I got, I got, no, 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 no. Because you thought you might, get a, you might get distracted halfway through the film, so you had to sit down and do your sticker book. <laughs> I got... In Naylor's car, and, and sat the first and thing told he me said, all about Billy the first Piper thing he said <laughs> was, "Don't put your feet on my sticker book." And I looked down, and on the floor there is a, uh, what's his name? Before Matt Smith. I don't know. You were the one telling me all about his oh, career and the his second Doctor Who. There was a sticker book of him, and he was adamant that I don't put my feet on it because he wants that. He's ke- I'm keeping that. Don't put your feet on it. <laughs> Shit. Okay. <laughs> then we go to McDonald's and and Blore sits and tells was, me all about what all was of the absolutely Doctor Who, like the backup guy <laughs> wasn't wasn't she a pop star this one you Billy. were telling yeah you were singing one of her songs for <laughs> <laughs> because we want to no what was no, really I don't know who it is and I don't like Doctor Who says Blore Naylor was going to pretend that he hadn't had a McDonald's because he'd already <laughs> eaten dinner and his wife might be a bit shirty about it. But can you imagine how little he must think of his wife if she thinks that he will sit next to a man <laughs> eating McDonald's and not have one himself? She, do you know what? The thing as well is, because she, as soon as I got in, she was like, oh, did you have anything on the way to the cell? I was like, McFloy. She says, and. <laughs> she knew. And a full meal with so we get to the cinema, it's boiling hot in there, film starts, and it's, it's fucking brilliant. Film starts, like, they trailered quite heavy this time. Oh, they put two trailers on for things as well. Yeah, I, we, I got a lot of the new Thor, and I'm I've not seen going it now. to watch the new Thor. I feel like I, I've I, seen them I had to turn around halfway through, so I didn't watch it, because <laughs> I don't want people saying you've but seen the, it. The two trailers that they showed for it were very similar. Wasn't there one as well where the, the trailer was the director talking about the film? Now, that yeah. doesn't bode well. If you can't get two minutes worth of clips from your film that make it look exciting. Yeah, you're probably in trouble. Don't do a trailer. I don't know though because I'm not I don't think I've seen the last few, so it might be there might have been things there that are interesting. What the, the thought one or the yeah. other one? The, the I can't remember one. what the other one was. It was the director talking about it. Oh, a, the railway a, children. In a gingham there was shirt. the Thor one had the director talking as well. There's two trailers oh, where God, the director the talked with, about the film. Chris Hemsworth, isn't it? Where he was not Thor but he was still shouting about being Thor. He was dressed. He wasn't dressed as Thor anymore. I'm confused. Just, that was the Thor trailer. That wasn't Railway Children, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> the Railway Children were they, the one of the wartime children. What about the bit where they attached the goats to the front of the train that to take was the them Railway out? Children? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To, to evacuate then, the children from Asgard. Yes. Yeah. But the one I really hope the one where the man got naked was Thor. <laughs> Because otherwise the railway children's going to be a very confusing film for a lot of people. So Top Gun Maverick, 
It's it's just a good film. It's a very it's a it's a I... feel good film. It's brilliant. It's got I'm, aircraft I'm, carriers. I'm a little bit in love with Jennifer Connolly. <laughs> it's fantastic. Everything Let's, was great. So I um uh, like yes again not controversial. I'm a huge fan of the original Top Gun. Yeah. I get real big about it. Well, especially when I've had a couple of beers, I get really it, buzzed so about the original Top Gun. Everyone on on Earth gets gets to a level big about it. You know, yeah, one every, way or no the other. one's going to say, oh, I don't like Top Gun. They're always well, like, oh, Top Gun, People yeah. go one way or the other. People are either really, like, down on Top Gun. Really? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Or they're really I haven't associated with that think, kind of person. Yeah, no, I, you but tend you to go, cut them out of your life fairly quickly. You go bigger than, than like, just frat boy Top Gun, woo! Yes. You, you like... You get into top <laughs> all the plane numbers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Top Gun. Um, Is that uh, why at the start of Maverick you weren't seemingly you weren't that interested when he was flying the super space plane? I was loving it. I, I, I thought was, that was fucking cool, and you were like, "That's not a real plane." <laughs> when they dropped the, do you know what though? They dropped the little Skunk Works logo on the back of it. Hmm. And that kind of got me a bit like, okay, maybe I just don't know about this yet. <laughs> maybe I've not watched the YouTube video on this. Maybe. Yeah. But um, no, I, I was re- when they announced, I was really apprehensive that they would do something very dumb with it. Yeah. And not in a good way. Like they'd either try and do it like where, I don't know, war is bad or the planes get taken down or something. And they, they or solve it with their words instead. Oh God, it is. Or like, yeah, you know, the hero is actually just, you know, finds themselves rather than actually just shooting some things with a plane. I, did, I enjoyed the fact that the most character, most of the character development revolved around we shot some stuff. Mm. And it was but like, just everything about it was kind of, yeah, they're not going to let them go. They fucking did that. Yeah. I, <laughs> so just if you've not seen it, go and see it because it is really good. I, if it meant, it's a really weird thing. I think I prefer it to the original. I said that when we watch it. I'm going to have to watch it again. But I think I prefer it to Top Gun. But I still feel like I would erase it from history if it meant that Hollywood would stop digging up 80s and 90s properties and, you know, marionetting their dead corpses across the silver screen. If it meant an end to it, I would do that because it... I realise how hypocritical it is that I even went to see the film because like, I won't watch Ghostbusters or I don't care about this, that and the other that's coming out because it's just a remake. It's a really weird line. And mm. I think that's point one. Nothing needs a remake. No. Remake or is done because... Nothing needs a 30 years later sequel. Stop <sighs> making the Willow series now before it's too late. Yeah. I I didn't mind the way the way they did Top Gun with yeah. like it it was kind of a fairly logical progression. You know like that he's kind of older and wiser yeah. and like he's Viper now and he's not quite as cool as Viper but Viper carried that first I think Maverick film. was really cool in this. He was much he, Maverick I was really quite likable actually yeah. in this. I, he, he 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 wasn't Viper but he got fairly close. Yeah. Um Team Viper. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I know exactly what you mean about the whole... Anything that's either akin to a remake... Anything that's a bit remakey rather than remake, natural reboot progression. or... Reboot is horrible. Yeah. Like, they come back for one last go, that kind of thing. Yeah. This was a very clear delineation. of That was then. The, you so know. what would have made this easier on me 
is if 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago, they did Top Gun 2 I'm and this was didn't. Top Gun 3. If um, it was, But if it was like every now and again we do a Top Gun film, like James Bond or whatever, I'd probably find it a bit yeah, easier. Yeah, that's like the Olympics. They'd have jarring. to do one every four years, so that's 100. You know? <laughs> I don't know, it just, it just feels... Like it's been too long, that kind of thing. But clearly, it worked. It was a good. It yeah. was a really good film. I really liked it. Everything, even the bits that could have been really either cringy or, or actually reasonably tasteful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It's, yeah. They managed to make it feel modern as well, especially with the cast and yeah. like the the actual squadron was a much more diverse group of people. But it wasn't them trying to make a big deal about it it just was it was, it was cool it was actually they were very a, a cool about everything reflection of you know modern air force yes yeah it wasn't kind of like you know they've got to pick someone else to be the hero who is just completely the opposite that kind of thing and really yeah. lean into that they just did okay you know we're not gonna make a thing about things either way yeah i just think it was really quite tactful and a yeah. little bit timeless I think Which so. Which Top I... Gun is, the first one is a bit timeless. If you upgraded the planes to fifth generation fighters, you were... Uh... Go on, explain to us. <laughs> right, so... What's a fifth generation fighter? In 2003, we got the iMac, and then in <laughs> 2000. <laughs> what did your iMac do? <laughs> uh, the iMac, I think, was that was the first one where Megatron had How many put his jeans did your iMac have on into the iMac. <laughs> And so they started turning into aeroplanes. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, In the comments, guys. And then, you know, the planes became sentient and the iMac started piloting. That's fifth gen. It came after it's... the iPod Touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that, that's right. I lost the chronology for a minute. Cause... What is a fifth generation fighter? <laughs> I think you've just explained it beautifully. <laughs> It's not it's, a real thing, is it? Yeah, I don't know, no. Army. Oh, it F- is. Fifth generation is current generation. So oh, F-35s. so they... they... Just like games consoles. Yeah, yeah, exactly and do they still, the same thing. Do they argue about them in, on exactly. like 4chan? You know, oh my God, do you know what? There is, there is a huge, like, if you go on YouTube, yeah. YouTube, and YouTube. It, it basically look for either F-35 or F-22. Mm. So, because America, obviously, like, yeah. the, like, people get real cross about their capabilities. People who, who will never sit in either. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Yeah, fifth generation is the thing. Fifth generation is like most of the what you'd call like the big militaries. Yeah, fighter and bomb, you know, sort of ground attack planes now. Sixth generation. So the one, the one he was playing around in at the start. Yeah, is what you'd call probably sixth generation. They're like the ones that are being messed around with, like Area Fifty One and stuff. Oh, the ones so that are still powered by Kryptonite. And, yeah, you know the, the ones that will be drones. The ones that Zeus is flying, basically, or something, or goats on ships. I don't know. In the new Thor. Yeah. So on the railway children were building. <laughs> I, I don't feel like... I don't want to talk people through the film and stuff because you've either seen it or you haven't and you'll go and see it. I just I just like to say again that it's very good. I want to go to cinema and watch it again. I want to see it again before it goes yeah. and then I'm going to buy it as soon as it comes on. I'm going to watch I'm, it weekly for the first couple of months. I want to have it as one of those fancy 4K Ultra HD mm. Blu-rays that the Xbox can play. Oh, sorry, that my Xbox can play. Not yours. (laughs) Your fourth generation Xbox fighter. (laughs) If if we learned one thing from Top Gun, it's that new and expensive isn't always best. Oh, my God. Just fucking watch the film. I can't... I'm not going to talk about the ending, but just go and watch the film. The only things... I've got to get some critique in somewhere because I moan about everything. 
The only we'll things I would change down. is one. I wouldn't change this, but it's very funny. Everyone in that film is a millionaire. Oh, everyone! God, yeah, small the, business the owner small also has portion yacht, yes. and uh, he he is a captain in the U.S. Navy, and somehow has his own hangar with old plane and with expensive motorbike collection. One Mustang, yeah. But some of the bikes in the background—we're talking hundreds of thousands. He just, yeah, but he he buy he gets told to buy around for everyone in this bar at some point. There were several hundred people, yeah, in, in that bar. 2022. That might, that might explain the yachts, but and yeah. those beers they but, were drinking weren't five pound beers. They were. But his credit card stars. got declined as well. So he pulled out his bag of cash, though. Yeah. It's, so everyone's a millionaire. The uh, Jennifer Colony's character has a uh, a Porsche. She's single mother that also has Porsche and Porsche and a nice and a thriving bar. We're not talking Although I guess, dinghy. I guess bar would be thrown because like it's just the F. Air oh Force yeah, yeah. Bar, isn't it? So. I don't know. Maybe I don't know enough. Maybe that's like a really lucrative place to it be. It seems like. But a if bit it was that lucrative, though. someone would also open a bar next door. Yeah. And sell cheaper beer until no one's having a good time because that's how. Well, you'd, the, you'd have a spa there that would be yeah. selling. Like they'd take carryouts to the base. They would. Um, so everyone's a millionaire, but that's fun because I get to see Porsches and cool bikes and everything. I'm I'm fine with that. Mm. Mustang was very nice to see. That was a... especially with him and Rooster fixing it together. Yeah. Gave me that, a little chub. That was cute. Yeah. <laughs> The the things I would change the song while they're playing volleyball on the beach not volleyball on the beach but volleyball on the Rugby, beach no. wasn't cool or memorable it was modern it wasn't and annoying playing with it was the out boys. of place because yeah. everything else was playing with the yes. boys playing yeah. when playing oh, there's a bit the there's boys. a bit and you know it's going to happen so this isn't a spoiler in the slightest mm. where they fade the Top Gun anthem in oh yeah just as he's they flying do well with when the he's flying oh, like I I popped a full on like yeah. Hmm. And the other thing was the the song at the end wasn't as good as like Take My Breath Away or something. And it was Lady Gaga. I don't dislike Lady Gaga. It's not my cup of tea. But she, everything she sings seems to be so over the top. There's no chill. It's always like, whoa. It was, it was like a bad Bond song. Yeah. But they're the same. They're like, the, nowadays, the modern Bond songs yeah. are so way over the top. It's like yeah, an arms race. You're not getting a, of um, like what, like of a golden eye or kind of. Yeah, that you're not getting any kind yeah. of chill. Classic music, not classical, but classic music has a bit of chill. Even like 80s rock anthems have a bit of chill to them. They're not all 11. Whereas like Lady Gaga's song seems to be all 11. It's not going to age as well. Well, even like uh, it's the, not I'll egregious. To, it's not bad. It? Like Danger Zone, the yeah. solo in that is actually it's not hideously overplayed. It's just a, I think it's a little like pentatonic kind yeah. of run. It's a, but <laughs> yeah, it's just a couple of little like hammer on pull off kind of things. It's beautiful. Yeah. A couple of big bends. Yeah, but there's no like crazy sweet picking and like mad no. tap it's not eruption by Van Halen that would have been too much yes yeah but everyone now seems to think that like the Power Rangers intro was bigger than it was yeah but it was actually just a sweet shred yes like yeah so there's that and it kind of that's going to hurt it in the long run because the rest of the soundtrack was 80s so on point. And, yeah, yeah really good that's the only Literally, that's the only things I would change. It's so. Oh wait, no, there wasn't. It's also Star Wars. 
Yeah, that it does Where he suffer. uses the force, where Rooster uses the force is a bit much. They didn't need to do that. It was already it, it very was, unbelievable we, what they were doing. Uh, yeah, and we all looked along the row. Bearing in mind, you know, we've, we cover the whole gamut, I think, in the group that went from, like, Star Wars Encyclopedia to I've seen it a couple of times. Yeah. I'm definitely the I've seen it a couple of times, dude. But I'm even the, I I'm the Encyclopedia said, that threw his encyclopedia in the bin, I think. Probably. You've, yeah. yeah, it got lost. I had in a the attic somewhere. Yeah. Um, but even, even I was looking along the road going, this bit Star Wars, isn't it? This is just what they did on <laughs> Star, Star Wars. Wars. And it leaned into that a bit too heavily. Yeah. I think but, that's what everyone said when the first of the new Star Wars came out. Like, this is just a new hope, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I still enjoyed that, though. It, a, it, gave, it added a little bit of peril to the lashings of peril that was already yeah. there when they flying a plane a million miles an hour along a canyon. I mean, even, like, where he's like, I can't shake him or I'm pulling up. It's all the direct... I know that... They're from dogfighting because that's what Star Wars, that's what the trend was. extensive experience of dogfighting, <laughs> fifth no, generation like... fighters. <laughs> but I don't know, just for, it was very Star Wars. Two I expected to see Darth Vader. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the thing that they bombed wasn't round enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't Death Star, it was the Death Earth. Yeah. But yeah, it was still fucking great. Big time. Loved it. Go and see it. Go and see if it. If you listen to this podcast, you'll enjoy it. Yeah. yeah if you can put up with this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of putting up with some shit. Numbers of the Beast. Welcome again to Numbers of the Beast, Pudding Boys audience. This segment of the show, Naylor and I have a good long listen to a classic album and rank each song on it out of seven before averaging them out to create an album score and ranking them against the rest of that band's discography. Right now, we're working our way through the vast catalogue of Megadeth, and this week it's United Abominations. United <laughs> Abominations. And yeah, we could do with Jang doing this for us because there's a lot of T's. There's a lot of T's. United. United uh, Abominations. You know, though, that this is meant to be slurred. United Abominations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this suffered... Uh, no, it didn't suffer. This album may not be as accurate as previous albums because I was going to... So I listened to this throughout the week like normal, but then I was really going to hammer it yesterday while while gluing some <laughs> uh, Games Workshop together. But I had to listen to the Top Gun soundtrack I was going to say, I, I, <laughs> I didn't realise that Kenny Loggins played so much let, with Megadeth. <laughs> let me tell you. Mighty Wings is a seven. That's my favourite song from the original. It's not as good as Danger Zone, I know that. No, the Mighty but Wings it's, is my favourite. It's the moment it's also as well. Street Fighter. The Mighty Wings bit. I was talking to you, you know, the first training bit of Miramar. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had to check in on it. It's one of the... I it's always... Just that and the, it, the anthem is the one that does me. Mm. Anyone who can hear that swell played properly. And, um, well, hopefully that will have been at the beginning of the podcast if it sounds good. Otherwise, you'll hear it at the end of the podcast. <laughs> it's going in the podcast, played by Naylor. Yeah, so you can't see what it was because I could have just been noodling. Yeah, you just um, accidentally played that. Yeah, I, I it suffered a bit for me as well because I've forgotten most of the songs because all I've been listening to is yeah. Jenny Hawkins. I just we we haven't discussed this, but why? How did they really like Ryu's theme in Street Fighter Two? Is Mighty Wings? The down, it wasn't there, was it? The litigation kind of yeah brain. 
They were both. They were both when they were created, probably relatively small properties that no one was really kind of. Yeah, I guess Street Fighter Two was the explosion. Mm-hmm. So when they made it, they probably didn't care. It's I. I like that they didn't make it Guile's theme because that might have been too on the nose. Mm. Because Guile is an Air Force pilot. Yeah, that and his that stage is a runway. So they might have noticed. Yeah, that could have, that would have been too much <laughs> when they named him Goose. Or, yeah, or Hangman. So. Let's jump. So, United Abominations. So, 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 so. So, the album cover's fucking horrible. Let's talk about that real quick. It looks like shit. It looks like someone would buy that on a t shirt if they're also really into Trivium. Yeah. You've got that twice and it worked both times. Yeah. It was. I bet there were loads of them in HMB. Yeah. It's just. It's awful. It's like when Iced Earth redid all their shit with McFarlane art. It's very early 2000s, though. Into, I, this I, is 2007, 2007, though. Seven? Yeah, but six? that's... It's, it's that kind of... It's when everyone's getting big on CGI. It's really edgy. It's like a biker protecting an angel or something from war art. Do you it's know what, though? The awful. timing of this, coming like, this this was a very war album, just yeah. after we've seen Top Gun, that actually kind of feels right. It does a little bit. Sleepwalker. Right. Okay. Okay. Sleepwalker, uh-huh. actually, musically, one of mm-hmm. my favourite Megadeth songs. Oh, really? Musically, this is a six bordering on a seven. Yeah. God fucking damn it. I've actually put on my thing, musically a six, but god damn those lyrics. Because lyrics holy shit, bad. they are horrendous. I don't hate them because they're so silly, though. No, no, that, I'm, I'm not marked it down for it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's be clear about I've that. I've marked it down for not ending. Yeah, there's a I lot don't of know how long it is, but it was too long. I've put it as a four. I'm not mad. Yeah. Musically, it is brilliant. Lyrically, it's silly, but it is long. It's getting a little bit thrashier again. I think that's it the is. thing with now. Like, they're going back a bit to... Yeah, I'm but not mad not at the fast, four. Like, what, I'm, what I really like about the early stuff is they are three-minute tracks, like, pa 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 pa. I like that. I've, I'm getting more impatient in my old age. I don't have time to sit through a minute and a half before Holy Diver even begins. They could have scrapped at least one of the verses on yeah, this and I it wouldn't so. have cost the song. Because nothing changes first of all. No, it's the same fucking verse. Yeah, it's quite formulaic. Yeah. What did you give it a six? I gave it a six. It's, it's high. The intro is one of the one of the things that I practice when I'm playing clean stuff. Yeah. It's just okay. quite a nice warm up kind of thing. And the solo is great. The little you know, like the little swan, the dun 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 dun, 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 dun. that gets me every yeah. time. I'm no, a fan. It, it is it is good. It's a nice opener. Mm. Washington is next. Do you know, I'm also giving it a six. I gave it a six, very close to a seven, because yeah. it's so dumb. It's, I fucking if, if I love how dumb it is. If I just watched Top Gun, it yeah. might not have got this, but actually, it coming I, straight off the back of that as well. Yeah, if I had just listened, or like, if I'd just finished reading The Odyssey and was a bit up my own arse, I wouldn't have given it a high score. Yeah. If, if but you... I'd, I've just watched Top Gun and I'm an adult that plays with Lego and video games, so I don't take myself if you'd very seriously. Saturday listening to Opeth instead of yeah. Mighty Wings and, yeah. Yeah. But the song itself takes itself very seriously. Yes. Dave takes this very seriously. Yeah, well, this is his favourite theme, isn't it? This yeah. is government done, war is necessary. Yeah. So there's not much else to say. Washington is next is great. Fun song. Never walk alone. A call to arms. Ellipses. Ellipses. A call to arms. <laughs> I almost just called it Never Walk Alone on my notes, and I thought, no, I need to remember. That yeah, you got I one put in. a call to arms in brackets at first, and then I thought, no, wait that's a minute, not how he does that's it. not how Dave's done this. He's and waiting I went back. to tell you it's a call to arms. Uh, do you know this has been up and down so many times? Well, I've been doing. 
it should have started at a two and stayed at a two the whole time. It it's up, bad. No, two this parts is bad against metal. this. The marks against it is it's bad. Musically, it kind of bounces along quite well, and there's some cool little riffs Maybe. in there. I give it a four. That's real dumb. But that's because at this point I was I'm mad tuning at that. the lyrics out. I only gave this a two and not a one because, as we've said in the past, like this is a style. It's a, I don't like it because of the style of it, not because it's bad. But the style is that shit. Like it's whiny, Dave. People that take metal really seriously. Yeah, it's, but it's so on the fucking is it nose. Brothers of Metal by Man of War. I don't know. It's that one where it's like everyone's my pal because we've all got banish shirts on. Literally, it screams like smelly American. I com- I completely get the two. Not that Americans are smelly. Yeah. There's only one of Americans them listening. To, only one of them is listening to this podcast. So no, I mean, as long like, as you don't stink, you can, you know you can smell view the them, Like if it had a music video, it would be like someone playing guitar in a deserty but grimy, and they're covered in oil and sweat on the back of their truck. Yeah, you can taste a, the smell. Yes, yeah, it's hitting. Yeah. It's hitting you when you walk in to the desert. Yeah, I can. I can tell you, the person that likes this song, their top ten songs of all time is 50% Slayer and 50% Pantera. Do you know? But actually, actually it's all Metallica. They they tell you it's Slayer and Pantera, but it's actually all Metallica. And it's all just The Unforgiven by Metallica. They're actually a soft shit. You're leaning in quite well to this. I don't like this song. No, I think... Yeah. I don't like Pantera either. I do like Slayer a bit, but... <laughs> I'm not big on Pantera. Um, mm. I can I can give all. I think Pantera, I mean, both particularly Pantera, one of those that I musically I can kind of. Oh yeah, they're probably to, quite but... interesting and quite impressive, but yeah. yeah. United Abominations. United Abominations, aka the UN is dumb and they smell really bad. <laughs> what a fucking song! <laughs> It's so shit that I gave it. It's a four it's a on four. merit of it being it's so a, silly. The, the intro. I right? hate the United When he's doing Nations. a bit about like, the peacekeepers, I think you oh, fucking God. just get on with it, Dave. But actually, you know, I think the the thing we found with Numbers of the Beast is that you do, less with Iron Maiden, because it's quite hard to really argue against Iron Maiden. Yeah. But you start out being a bit up your own arse about things, and then you kind of lean into no, this is just what they do yeah. as a band. This is, and this, this is, is just, just peak, like Megadeth. This is peak. It's I gave it a four, but I could see this making its way onto best of to just highlight that this is Megadeth. It's a very, very good example of government dumb. Government dumb. Government dumb. Go- <laughs> government. Government dumb, uh, yep. big organization dumb. Yeah, war happens. Big organization is government. Yeah, Coca Cola sponsors the United Nations. The United Nuclear Nations. The United Lizards. Yeah, just fucking get in there. Yeah. Oh my god, we're getting He's there. Coming. He's going to they live us at some yeah. point. Gears of War. This again fluctuates, but I get ended. Settled on a five. I, I settled on a four. It's okay. It's it's uh, a little it's... bit. The bit that gets Dull. me, the bit that got it, the five, you know, like the smart bombs, precision, got it, arguments. It's yeah. just, hmm, that's the, the main, the, most of the song is boring. Yeah, but I think. That, like the riff behind that and the lyrics pull it. this album along. Yeah. They really do. But For they also ruin dumb. it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. If you take yourself seriously, they've ruined the album. They made mistakes, just go, guess a war, guess a war. It's terrible, but it works. Yeah. Uh, Blessed Be the Dead. 
It's three. I give it three, yeah. It's, it's, fine, it's not as I, good as most of the I rest would of the skip album. It. Yeah. Play for Blood. Give it a four. I give it a five. It riffs along a bit. Yeah. It's quite a it's it's chunky it's chugging along. It's a good song to have on in the background when yes. you're doing stuff. It gets on it with it far better than the last four or five albums before the system has failed. Yeah. And that like that they've kind of set the marker quite low for Megadeth, so I think this album's benefiting greatly from risk. I'm still feeling the burn from yeah, that. Yeah, I'm still mad about whatever the one. dumb stinction. Dumb, dumb, dumb. dumb. Uh, Play for Blood, if I had sat down and listened to this album without doing so, I've been listening to it in the car, mm. and I intended to sit down and just listen when modelling. Not in playing, the sense of Playing with Warhammer, clothes. yeah. Or, or just not. sit on the sofa listening to it. That's when mm. I'll do my final numbers. This has probably suffered... Uh, sorry, it benefited Being because I think if I focused on it, it would be a bit dull. Yeah, but it's a good doing shit song. When you were changing gears really quickly and making chaff noises, then <laughs> to the every time he pulled blood. in front of somebody. All <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, right, okay. This is where we need to be a little bit um, sensible, and I need to carefully and clearly articulate what I mean. Before I get cancelled, cancelled and and crucified. Let's be clear to start with a Toot Le Monde, the song, the yep. the concept of the song. We've already reviewed it. Was on it's a, it was a seven. It, I give it a six, and I kind of feel a bit dumb for that. Yeah. So let me. I'm you just you go do yours, this. then I'll do mine because I've got another reason to be mad at it as well. Okay, so I started at a seven because it's a Tout Le Monde. I knew it wasn't a gonna, Tout Le Monde. I think that's a how it echoed. Le Monde. Tout Le Monde. I think I sounded more like a minion then. Um, <laughs> so I started at a seven and then I took, I took a point away because Dave's not playing it as well. If you put, I put them back to back, it doesn't sound as good. It's a bit more rushed. There's not as much emphasis on like, I, I don't know what he actually says in French. Um, à tout le monde, um, à tous mes amis. Yeah, it's, it's not the mes amis. It's the bit near the. Je end. vous aime, je dois pas. It, yeah, it. yeah. In the original, it's je vais pas toi. And now yeah. in this one, it's je vais pas toi. It's not as angry and forceful. So it lost a mark there. Let me get through my whole thing. On, yeah, because you've got. I've you got. I've got. Purple got at this I'm, point. I'm tiptoeing on something, so it loses a mark there. It's a six. <laughs> then it lost a another mark. For the the music not being as good, it's actually not mastered as well as the original, and it it hurries it along. It's not as deep, and it doesn't sound as finished. And then it loses another mark for I don't know her name. Is it Christina Scabby? Was yeah, it? Yeah, from Looking a Coil. She isn't very good. Now, hold this, on. I agree, and it, but yeah. I, it's a different thing. Now, I am not a big fan of many female heavy metal vocalists. I listen to a lot of female vocalists uh, in pop and rock and stuff like that. So First Aid Kit, Kate Bush, Ellie Golding, uh, Sigrid, that shit, I love that, all of that. Even Sia, I quite like Sia as well as a pop pop singer. Billy Piper. I love Billy Piper. Uh, Dead Can Dance, so a huge plethora of amazing female vocalists, but I don't seem to find many good metal vocalist because it always sounds like they're trying to do the I'm a bad bitch 
And it comes off as really forced and fake. And I know I, I am not an encyclopedia on heavy metal. I know there's going to be hundreds of bands where that's not the case. And there's also... The, I, I listen to a lot of bands that have like female guitar players or drummers and things like that. Mountain Caller, brilliant. But it's not female vocals. It's the Baroness, ones that are brilliant, down but it's throat, not female I think, vocals. I think the the problem is that that's the image that is sold to uh, you. Well, the problem is I when I think Hammer. of it, I think of Lacuna Coil, Within Temptation, Evanescence, Nightwish. I don't like those bands, and to they that, are you, all bad bitch bands. Just, no, you, that's where you've dropped the ball. No, because you took two together that I was actually going. So I I'll start with that side of the argument because oh, that, but hold on, oh, but on, that, yeah. that loses it another point, so it gets a four. Oh, you got a four? It got a okay. four, you're, you're, but I was actually quite generous because I will never generous. listen to it because very, the other one's generous. better. So I'll start with that point. And you, I'm glad you dropped those two at the end. Yeah. So I don't know their credentials. I've never heard them sing clean and, you know, without backing and that or outside the context of their band, mm. or at least the woman from Evanescence. Yeah. I'm actually probably listening to more... I think that's more like new metal, isn't it? Yeah. Than, what you would say female fronted heavy metal bands or metal bands, not so much heavy metal, but like... Yeah. So I'm quite a big Nightwish fan. Yeah. Um, but I said to you earlier, I tend to go down the route of that being more film score with a bit of a rock bent to it yeah. than I'm not listening to Nightwish straight after I've listened to like Necrophagist or something. Mm. But yeah. I just don't think she's particularly good. I don't oh, think she's got a particularly woman. like appealing voice. I, I I would never put Lacuna Coil on. I, I When I hear that, though, I hear the quintessential mm. female metal vocalist. That's the problem, I think. Because, like you said, with dropping the Evanescence thing in mm. there, it's that kind of edgy, like, I can do this too. Yeah. Not, maybe I can, I can do, do it do too what in I heels. Do well. It's like Bruce Dickinson trying to do a death metal album. Probably. Do you know what might be the case? I will spend a bit of time looking at female vocalists in metal listening mm. to female vocalists in metal <laughs> because I think from an early age I've been hit full force with this because Lacuna Core were the big one with the edge you've got the they metal the hammer version one. of female fundamental that's Maybe, the problem yeah, I've probably I could just have a complete yeah. wrong stint on it I think no I think you've just been sold that for yeah. years and that's the problem partly with and so this. I haven't looked for anything better yeah he could have picked I don't think it works very well in her voice I don't think I think he could have picked better singer he also could have picked person that fit the song he but also could have just not repeated really, song really fucking doesn't need to do it and this is my main problem actually with yeah. the Tula Monde is less the fact that she's in it and I don't like Lacuna Coil I don't like her vocals yeah. even though I do actually like a few female fronted bands after forever and that kind of thing I'm yeah. quite into um, but the one that really well, you does you were me, big on early Arch Enemy weren't you I'm a, I'm a big fan of Goss although Arena. that's that's Different not style. traditional female metal yeah. vocalist at all yeah but it's yeah but that's no, as I, different to Lacuna Coil in, in the opposite direction as like first aid kit is. Yes. They're yeah, completely yeah, it's the, it's, different. It, yeah, it was very, I mean, it was heavier than the male vocalist that was before, I would argue, yeah. in terms of like the range that shits and that kind of thing. But that's not the big problem I have with it. The big problem I have with it is A, like you said, they didn't re need to redo it, mm. but it also forgets what a Tulemond is about. So a Tulemond is a bloke who's basically dying and saying goodbye to the world. Yeah. That's kind of beautiful like the way he does it in the first one it's quite it's that he's got a bit of the anger there's a bit of yeah there's anger, anger in it that he doesn't dying. have in this one and it's a bit raw and it's a bit like you said just a bit deeper and bigger sounding yeah so it is a bit more like 
depth to it in the recording. Mm. This one sounds really polished, really clipped. It is very polished. It sounds very much like it would go on one of the Roadrunner best ofs. This album is very Roadrunner. Yes, it's very Andy Sneap. Now, Andy Sneap, the guy that did it, uh, again, I'm a huge fan of him as a, whatever the title is for him, guy that does albums. Producer? Yeah. Yeah, and Andy Sneap is a player and as a producer. Yeah. A huge fan of huge fan of him in Priest, huge fan of him in Hell, huge fan of him in I think he was in Sabbath, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Um huge fan of a lot of the albums he does and he does he, very well. He does He did Arch Enemy, funnily enough. He does his own stuff better than he does other people's. He's very good with like melodic death metal and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And I think Megadeth doesn't suit that super tight, super defined for those uh, guitar geeks on here, it's the kind of bare-knuckle pickups into an angle kind of sound, really tight, defined, like... Megadeth needs a bit of wallow, a bit of old thrash, a kind of martial, but really boosted. Yeah. Yeah, a bit kind doesn't of... Need a, doesn't need to get all the way to Orange Amps. It's no. not, you know... We're not talking, like, Uncle Asses in the Deadbeats level of relaxation while yes. playing. We're not talking... We're like, not, yeah, or Red Fang. We don't want any sludge. We mm. just want... Looseness in the loose. sound, yeah, 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 a bit of th- three dimensionality. If you, you know, like. yeah, no, it 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 just really doesn't work for that, and it it hurts it so much because it's it sounds very clinical, and it sounds like somebody talking about someone who's dying, not someone who's dying. Yeah, I give it a two. Whoa, but, because but I was I, so I, mad. I, I completely understand because there's no way you'd ever listen to this one. I'm actively skipping over. this one. Yeah, you wouldn't listen to it over the other one. No. If you had this album on your general rotation, which is is good, but it's not that good, uh, you would probably put together a custom Spotify mm. list where it dropped back to the old one. Yeah, I, sk- I would skip this. Uh, on, that's on this album as well. I would skip it. Yeah. Uh, really mad one? about that one. Um, Ameri- America Stan. Give it a three. I gave it a six. Really? I'm, it's you know, so mega, Dave. I didn't listen to the last three songs on this album as much as the first chunk. Basically, I was stopping and playing. I wanted to know what this song was about. When I saw the title, I was like, okay, Dave, tell me. Where are you going with this, pal? (laughs) It's... Do you know those shit uh, geek T-shirts that you would get from, like, a loot crate? Or even earlier, you would order from, like, one of those... Red bubble. Red bubble, tea magnet, that kind of thing, uh, where it's, like, a mashup. And the mashup didn't need to happen because yeah. there's nothing, no, no link. commonality. Whatsoever. And it'd be like, it's, we're not talking Doctor Who stepping out of the DeLorean. We're talking Your wildly different. In one go, oh, right? yeah, my favourites. <laughs> um, we're talking wildly different. This isn't the wildly different one. This is like, it's showing how America is going to become religious Iran. fanatics. Yeah. Um, and, you know, start terrorising the world and, sh- and shit like that. It's just so on the nose. I don't and I think love you're it. wrong. I think it's so I don't think you're silly. wrong at all. I actually kind of agree with you. It's, I think I was dumb. This is where someone that's done like A level politics has yeah. gotten really a really angry. edgy opinion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, A level politics what and history. What so they're you're being looking really me in the eye because I did it. both of those yeah. things. What if? The Nazis weren't the only people that ever invaded other countries. Da, da, da. <laughs> Tony Blair is a war criminal. I mean, yeah, he is, but yeah. you don't we're, need to we're say one step like away from doing an essay on how all the Wehrmacht soldiers weren't bad. Oh man, it's, but, um, do you know what? I think you might so have got that. Actually, it's I, so ham-fisted. I love it. 
I I can see it. Yeah, it's it's just silly. The next two, I agree. The album just peters out. I gave Your Dead a three. I gave it a four because it's a bit riffier. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Burnt Ice got three. Oh, I gave Burnt Ice a four because it's a bit more interesting in terms of lyrics. Jam together. Yeah, you could you could swap them out and neither no one. You could chop them off the end and no one would actually notice. In fact. I don't think it would affect the score much, it but would, it would make the album feel a bit fresher. For me, it would almost lighter. completely maintain the score. So, yeah. 11 songs, wasn't it? 11 songs. I gave it a total score of 45. Close. I gave it 44. Oh. Uh, and so, my average is 4.09. Well, mine's four, because I like myself so I want to make that easy. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why I knocked a couple off America stand, just to bring it down. So, we are at 8.09. Let me see where that falls. Okay. What was this album called again? Uni- fucking, why is it called United Abominations? It's a dumb name. I hate everything surrounding this album. Like, I, I don't should. like the art. I don't like the title. I don't like the record label it's on. It's all a bit dumb. Yeah, I'm very aware I should hate this album. Yeah, but I, I, but I like it. <laughs> so it's 8.9, uh, 8.09, sorry. So it comes in just under cryptic writings. I can see that because She Wolf is a bop. It's got trust on it as well. Yeah. And FFF and Volta. Cryptic writings surprises me. Yeah. It's so United Abominations did very well for itself. It's at six out of 11. That feels right. Yeah, I think it feels right. We'll it should have an... been a little bit above Countdown to Extinction, but. Oh, no, it shouldn't. You're so dumb. Pudding of the week. Welcome back, fellows. It is I, Thomas Lethbridge, and I am once again here to bring you Pudding of the Week, the segment of the show where we learn a little about a delicious dessert from around the globe, and Naylor ranks it on a scale of his choosing. This week's pudding is... Chocolate mousse. Glad you picked this when it's not been raining in my garden, because in the wrong context, this could look a lot like a poo that has been part washed away. I may have brought it back from a different time. (laughs) A mousse is a soft, prepared food that incorporates air bubbles to give it a light and airy texture. It can range from light and fluffy to creamy and thick, depending on preparation techniques. Various desserts consisting of whipped cream in pyramidal shapes with coffee, liqueurs, chocolate, fruits, and so on, have been have been around as early as 1768. It's choked on one of the bits that fell off you there, Thomas. <laughs> That's a good time. Like, I'm just going to. Make sure the Blore's squash in this heat wave is cool enough for him and contains the correct amount of skin spittle. <laughs> Farewell, boys! Sweaty Thomas. Yeah. You, can, you know that's coming before he gets here. I didn't think Thomas Lethbridge sweats, but. I mean... I didn't think Thomas Lethbridge would be a socks and sandals, man. So, I, mean. <laughs> I don't know if that was sweat or, like, ooze discharge. No. It's, it's something. 
Let me just shake the top off this mousse. Yeah, just wipe it down a little bit. I'm. It, it tastes better than I expected. So I'm very aware that we did call him out for being a bit of a collector of, you know, of poos. <laughs> he, yeah, he has collected <laughs> he poos on a rainy day. That was years. That was um, years. Yes, uh, all those years that we've been not doing the podcast. <laughs> we, Thomas Lethbridge was collecting poos in the garden when it 20 was 20 episodes ago? Yeah, it was raining. Yeah. And it hasn't rained for a while. Mm. Have we mentioned it's a heat wave today? No, we have actually we've been Have quite we not mute. complained about the heat because it is it is very hot in here and I'm very aware that it probably smells of hot farts. You didn't biff it though by wearing trousers like you did to the cinema like you at least you've leaned in with the shorts this time. The cinema should have had air con. Hmm. It should have I should have been correct. I should have been the one. <laughs> Chocolate mousse is brilliant. Anyone that says otherwise is dumb. It's I don't see it. the only thing that annoys me here is this little ridge container that he's put it in. Yeah. Probably like some kind of funerary urn or something, but why why um, would they do that? That's just gonna lose like a bit of it in the cracks. And I bet he's lost a lot of it in his cracks. <laughs> well it won't because I'm going to I'm put going my finger in the pot, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's going to happen. That's gonna be a sound bite. Looking brilliant though. They're just never as big as you need them to be. Mm. The, that's the point. It's so airy. You could eat, it's like arrow and whisper. You could eat a lot more of that because there's so much gap in it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you can get arrow mousse. Mm. I mean, I don't understand how you don't like cream, like whipped cream that's flavoured with chocolate. Yeah. That's that's a very dumb hill to die on. I can see if you're like lactose intolerant, not being able to have it, but not liking it. Would be very dumb. Yeah, turning down a chocolate mousse that you could have is a stupid thing to do. Yeah, I think not liking chocolate mousse would be like a giveaway. I don't know if you're ever in a um a situation where aliens have made evil twins of you. Yeah, that would be it. Like, they they don't like chocolate mousse. Of you. Yeah. yeah. What what chocolate scale mousse. do you have for us? Chocolate mousse is a little bit like inviting a singer from a band that's much worse much worse than your band uh-huh. to ruin one of your best songs. And it was one of their best songs. Mm. Not anymore. Scale. Um, let's put this on generations of fighter planes. Mm. Talk me through. Let me... Hold on. Is first gen the Spitfire or is that second gen? No, I think gen? first gen. We're actually talking like the Red Baron. I'm actually going to get oh, them up course. just to kind of... Um, no, no. No, you're not allowed to cheat. Yeah, no, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna learn something today. So first gen is gonna be biplanes. Well, it depends. We got. Hmm, I've got to decide. Let's go first gen. No, let's go first generation mm. jet fighters. Let's let's okay. go on that hill. So first generation jet fighter is actually the ME two six two. It's the experimental um, jet fighter that the Nazis built. Okay, so that is in yeah the World first War One jet fighter. But it won't have been World used. War II. Oh, God, well, yeah, of course. What do you think was happening? <laughs> Sorry. What? It was right before the aliens <laughs> invaded the Ottoman Empire. Look, some of us didn't do A-level history, so, you know. <laughs> that, my friend, is The first thing you learn, lesson one of A-level history, is <laughs> there were two world wars. <laughs> <laughs> I see, I only thought there was one. I thought it was just really long. Oh, my God. No. Can he's I clarify that? No, that's not, not joking. <laughs> that's a joke. He read about it in his Doctor Who comic. <laughs> right, that was his Doctor Who fucking sticker book. 
<laughs> I'm really mad about I can't believe you. <laughs> I told you so many times that I was going to tell everyone that you bought your sticker book with you to the movies. <laughs> he almost told the woman in McDonald's that I brought my Doctor Who sticker book. Can he have a Can he have a book and a toy? Because it's going to be a long film, and we need something to distract him. Oh god. Uh, um, so second, second gen, gen, we came in during the Korean War. Okay. So we've got things like the Lockheed F-104, the Russian MiG-21, which for those I've heard those names. loosely know them, I think the MiG-21 is the one with the nose that looks a bit like a lemon squeezer. Yeah. It's got the bit, yeah it is, it's got the bit in the middle and then the let bit where your juice see. drains off. Um, if you see it from the front, it oh, looks yes, like, yes, yeah, yes, you, yes. you've seen a MiG-21 if yeah. you've ever watched anything about the Cold War. It almost looks like there should be a propeller on it, mm. but it's not there. Yeah. Yeah, it's still yeah. the same shape. It's third gen, stuff like the F4, the F111, the MiG-23, the Su-17. Um, oh, I think the Harrier's actually third generation. You know, the, the jump, jump jets. Jet. Yeah, yeah, that's That's third the cool gen. one. That's a cool gen. Like, that's when you're getting some... some They're the testing F4. some weird shit Viper's out. Viper's flying an F4, you know, when Mighty Wings is playing. Oh, so wait. Are we talking... What's the... Is it T-18? What in this one? No, in in the first Top Gun, it's the F fourteen is the star. You know the swing wing. Yeah. So um, that's actually fourth gen. The F fourteen, I think, sort of straddles that third and fourth gen. Um, because oh holy shit, the Harrier jump jet is third gen. It's nineteen sixty seven. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, the the tornado was introduced in 71, I think. You know, the, the, the hour yeah. swing wing one, it's like the so, 14. It's so bizarre, isn't it? You think, the you Harrier for, drum jet, to me, feels pretty new. You forget how long plane is about before you see yeah. a lot of plane. Like, the, you know, the um, the F-35, the one in Top Gun, they were like, oh, we can't use that. That's That's been flying for like 10 years now. Yeah. And that's fifth gen. So, chocolate mousse. I'm not going to go fifth gen. It's not a super modern, super sensors and. Wait, did we say what fourth gen was? Fourth gen, you're getting into the kind of the Eurofighter. So the Eurofighter is fourth gen, and that's nearly 20 years old. The Typhoon. Yeah. Um, I think the F-18, so the one that's in this Top Gun. Yeah. The Super Hornet, that's fourth gen. Um, oh, fourth, the one that the good guys are flying. Yes, fourth slash four point five gen they call it because yeah. it's like it's a bit more than the F fourteen that's in the first top you know with the big swinging wings. But gen gen is wide. Gen yeah. is a long gen, time. Realistically, here we're talking about twenty years for a generation. Yeah. The the planes that the bad guys are flying, they, they, they look like Cobra Commandos. They're, are they real? Yeah, well, ish. They look like Sukhoi's SU-57s. There go. And they are 5th gen, are they? They're 5th gen. Oh, they and do also, look like, That's a cool paint job. Also, the baddie is Iran. <laughs> is like, it Iran? It's got to be Iran, because they're the only... I like the fact that they didn't have any flags, and they didn't show any skin or anything. They were just helmet, yeah. Oh, do you know what? There's, there's a... Going off on a little They really did here. Cobra Commando. There's there's a channel on YouTube that he called the Operations Room. Mm. And for April Fool's Day this year, he did the first Top Gun, but he, he did it as F 14s versus MiGs, you know. Yep. Um, it, a danger zone in the Indian Ocean. And I, I put it on because I watch all of his stuff. And I watch it thinking, hang on a minute, I know this, but I can't, like, because I'm that guy, I can't place this with, like, a battle or a war or, like, you know. And then at the end, he just keeps dropping these little Top Gun hints in. Like, oh, shit, you did. And then a week later, he did the Gulf of Sidra incident, which is the actual inspiration for the first Top Gun. Yeah. Uh, which I think was Libya. It was, yeah, it was Gaddafi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah, Man. I'm going to put. We this are the politics podcast. We're the politics and history podcast this yeah. week. Do you know what? I'm going to put Chocolate Moose in as a third generation jet fighter. That's the Harrier Jumper. The Harrier, the F4. It's the cool ones. It's it's not big and showy. No. You get a chocolate mousse in a little I don't, pot. Harrier drum jet taking off, there's not much more showy than that. The ones that do it now. Do oh, they do, it, do they still do can, the same like, thing? Harrier, if I understand it correctly, was either like forward or up. Yeah. Where there's ease, you can oh. do it in any kind of like... Oh. Yeah. But the Harrier was cool. Yeah. And so when the, it did it, it was new. So is the F4. It's like a little bit angular and a little bit kind of... It looks like a bit like you've it's drawn the reason a plane why the Mark book. One Golf is cool and the Mark Five Golf isn't that. It's interesting. It's a little bit too smooth and there's a yeah. few too many buttons and sensors. Yeah, but yeah. not enough for it to be the newest, coolest thing. Exactly. Um, am I thinking of five or four? You can Google it while I pick another plane to talk about. Man, Top Do you know what? The, no, I was thinking of the four. Actually, it's not that Top bad. Top Gun got me The five very is pumped. done though. Five is boring. Yeah, but this this is just I'm I'm gonna have to just have a look at what what Wikipedia the Oracle classes the F fourteen as you know the original Top Gun one yeah the one that makes a really cool return in this film um, does it tell us what generation it is who decides generation I don't know somebody does who knows actually what these time. things do yeah it's a fourth generation jet fighter apparently fourteen yeah that makes sense because the eighteen the one from this so one is very 4. early fourth gen yeah because the eighteen is four point five mostly the the F fourteen ran from nineteen seventy to twenty ten so yeah the F fourteen you know with those big chunky swing wings I yeah. love let's get written down on this I love swing wing aircraft that and the tornado cool. yeah we we see them like right back when the mm. You yeah. need a toy that you can pull one wing I, out and the other one opens as well. Like, I ooh. built, I think it was the old Rebel kit used to do that. Oh. Apparently the plane didn't though. Apparently one of the problems they had was asymmetrical wing deployment where one of them basically got stuck out. Oh no. Sent you into a, I think it's something to do with that was the whole goose thing in the first one. No, it wasn't. That was the jet wash thing. Ignore me. I'll, I'll, I'll do the avionics podcast next week. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, get to that. So chocolate mousse, good time. Everyone's having a good time. It's, it's a cool plane that you draw in your maths book. But could be bigger. Yeah. You want more of it. Could be fancier. Also, go and see Top Gun Maverick. It's worth it. Yeah, it's the first thing that I think neither of us have really moaned about. Yeah, there's nothing really to... I am nitpicking yeah, you're about clutching. two songs. You're white-chocolating like, bits of the film. I'm white-chocolating Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Gaga is white-chocolating Lady Gaga. Where can you find the PBs? We are available on the YouTube channel Pudding Boys. Please subscribe and leave us a comment. We can also be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Amazon Music and Google Podcasts, anywhere where you stream audio. Remember to subscribe, follow, auto-download or whatever it's called on your platform so you don't miss an episode. We are also on Instagram and Facebook, which is a fun place to check out the sometimes strange piece of artwork I create for every episode. This one's got to have planes in it. 100%. (laughs) Hundred percent, or it's got to be like a chocolate mousse flying under the Top Gun logo, which a chocolate mousse kissing Jennifer Connelly, <laughs> a chocolate mousse sailing its yacht to its Porsche. Now let's let's uh, fade out to your Top Gun rendition. Take my breath away. <laughs> Play with the birds. <laughs>